Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Jumped on bloke, the Bloke in a Bar Podcast with Denim Kem today. Went through all of the Rugby League news. Today, this afternoon, you'll be hearing about the forward pass technology. Reese Walsh and his future. There's rumours going around that he could be leaving the Warriors. And then we also touch on Brad Fittler's son, Zach, who I was lucky enough to watch play uh, his debut game for the Sydney Roosters in the Harold Mats on the weekend. So a deep dive into those three bits of news. Then over the next few days, stay tuned. We will be going through all of my young guns that I've picked out as guys that you need to keep an eye on from the next eight clubs. Those eight clubs are the Cowboys, the Eels, the Panthers, the Rabbitohs, the Dragons, the Roosters, the Warriors, and the Tigers. So a bit more news that will come later this afternoon on the Rugby League Guru podcast from the Bloke in a Bar podcast. And then over the next few days, we'll be dropping all of those deep dives on all those teams. So plenty of content coming over the next few days, guys, along with your normal Rugby League Guru podcast content. For now, though, let's kick it off with the Ford Pass technology, Reese Walsh rumors, and Brad Fittler's young bloke who made his debut on the weekend. Now, on to the NRL news. Forward Pass technology has been rumored to being introduced. I have many thoughts on this and many conflicting thoughts on this, but I want to get the great kangaroo onto this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very 50-50 on this. I think it sounds great in theory. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just I don't want to get to a point where I'm watching rugby league on Friday night and I go to upstairs and there's lines being drawn all across my fucking screen yep. working out. I, I just think it's a grey area. I don't know how you solve it, but I yeah. I mean, we all complain how slow the game is now that we've got video mm. referee and everything. For me, I always look back and go, you know what? game was mad for 110 years before we brought in a heap of technology mm. i understand it's got its positives to it but i don't know i think this one's uh, it can really go either way can't it yep. um, look when you look at it on paper you go that's fantastic 100 percent. Mm. let's implement it no more forward passes but but ask yourself an honest question how many forward passes really ruined a game 
Not many. Not many. Maybe one or two this year. Now, I'm sure there'll be some fans out there, but like, round 14, Roosters versus Bulldogs, 56th minute. There was a forward pass on the second tackle. They ended up scoring. This is where I feel like, is it that big of an issue? Let the game flow. Now, I, I, I do believe that, like, when I initially thought about it, I was like, look, let's just bring in technology. Like, that's, that was my initial thought process. Like, you asked me that six months ago, and I probably would have been like, yep, bring it in straight away. And let's just only call, like, don't call it on the, on, as it's happening. Only call if a forward pass happens and they, um, yeah. you know, and they pick it up or whatever. But then I'm just kind of like, what if, the, what if we find out that there's way more forward passes than we thought? And then all of a sudden, not only have we got more penalties, or there's, there's technically more forward passes than there is. I, I kind of, I'm of the mind now, especially when I've really sat down and thought of it. When we brought in the video bunker, the bunker, we thought, oh, how good is that? Not many people were against the bunker. But then human error comes in. It's actually not as cut and dry as we thought it was. It actually creates more confusion as well. Like the slow-mo, did he get it down? Did he not get it down? In, in fast motion, 100%. When you do it frame by frame, he didn't. And so that's my concern with all that. That's my biggest concern with this. And if they bring in forward pass technology, fuck, there's going to be some nervous hookers in rugby league, isn't there? Mm. I, I, I reckon there's 25 that get by every weekend, but they are line balls, they are flat, and I'm sort of happy. Yep. To let it slide, I yeah, I'm I'm very nervous about yeah, this. Yeah, I'm, I'm ner- I just I just think that like this is definitely an error of the game of it doesn't affect the play that much. Now look, I understand your team had a forward pass against them in 1984, and you haven't let it down, lived it down. I understand that, but this is where we need to trust the refs and the touchies. Let's just let them have a flow for the game. Oh, that was a bit line, but you know, I gave a line ball. A couple of sets before, you know what I mean? Or, or this game, there's been a few line balls, and that's just the way it is. I just, if you think you're losing games of football because a ref calls on a forward pass, you haven't done enough to win that game of football for me. Totally agree. And what's you know interesting, we've got uh, Boyd Corner podcast coming out tomorrow at three pm. I asked him about the Raiders' uh, situation, 2019 grand final, was it? Yep. And he he said the perfect thing. He's like, if you're relying on that one call to win the game then you've got other problems. And it's, it's a great point. Like, I understand from a Raiders perspective, you know, it may have been the wrong call or whatever. But first of all, you don't know whether you would have scored. You, ha- you could have dropped the ball the next play. Second of all, you're discounting the last 30 minutes that the Roosters just defended their line and you couldn't score in those 30 minutes. So is it that call's fault or is it the fact you couldn't score for the 30 minutes before? And on top of that, is it the fact that the first chance the Roosters got, they did score? So many things that go into that moment that people ignore completely. Mm. Um, I'm sure you would have spoken to Boyd. He got tackled around the legs. He got to his elbows and knees. I mean, if they had their time over again, and vast majority of times you say to your player, hold him down, give away a penalty because yep. we can't let them have that advantage. Absolutely. Raiders had to defend one set after that. They let the Roosters go 100 metres. Like yep. it's, yeah, I, I, I'm always of the belief that we're a little bit too harsh on referees and we put too much blame on them and that, teams need to take and coaches need to take more responsibility i, I would i always say this when backyard. people when people have cracks at the ref and that and don't get me wrong there are some times when i get you know after a weekend of footy you get on a podcast and you're like that was terrible by the refs like that was a terrible performance so there's no it's not really sitting here going refs can't have shocking weekends not at all but when we look let's like take a step back and look at the broader picture tell me a year where the best team didn't really win the comp. 
It doesn't exactly really right. happen. That's, yeah, that's yeah. You know? we, we love to look for excuses. Yeah, that's the reality of like, it. Like, and I'm sure someone can bring up, you know, or oh, 2009 Stormer over the cap. Yeah, that's not their fault. But I, I, I believe, I truly believe, where there's never really been in my time watching and watching closely. I haven't watched a grand final and gone that team didn't deserve to win the comp and they weren't the best team when it counted. If your team doesn't miss a tackle, doesn't drop a ball, come and tell me why it's the ref's fault. Mm. That's, so, I'm very, yeah. So the forward pass technology, at the very least, let's say they go forward with this. Please, please, dear baby Jesus, dear baby Jesus, test it in reserve grade first. Please. Because what did we do last time? And everyone was like, what is happening? Like, what is actually going on? If they are going to bring it in, please put it in reserve grade and see, does it affect the game? Put it in for a whole season. You know what I mean? The scary thing I have is I get the technology and round one, we're using it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, there are certain hookers. I'm not saying names, but whew. There's a couple that would be very nervous. You walk that fine line between forward pass every set. Um, so, uh, yeah, at the very least, let's... I mean, you know, not even at the very least... The best way forward, I think, would be testing it in Q Cup and New South Wales Cup. Let's see how it goes. If it's great and it's not stopping the game a lot, but it is getting those ones that really do, mm. you know, egregious, then I think we go forward. But I was watching a game with a, with a mate a couple of years ago. He doesn't follow rugby league at all. Mm. And there was a, it was a try that was scored that was off a forward pass, but it was backward out of the hands. Yeah. And just explaining that to him. Yeah. He was like, oh, the ball went forward. I was like... Yeah, but it was backwards out of the hands because you just know how stupid it sounds yeah, and how. Yeah. But it's it's legitimately how our game works. It yeah. can be backwards out of the hand. The ball can. Did you go? Forwards. Look, I'm going to put. This is Professor Guru speaking. <laughs> put my hat on. Yeah. This is how physics work, bros. If a man is travelling forward <laughs> at a certain amount of, or a woman, at a certain pace, and he throws the ball out of his hands, the ball will also go forward. That's what I would have done. I can take you down a physics rabbit. You want to go down a physics rabbit hole? I've got no interest in that. You got no interest. Guru, Guru's got no interest. I'm already getting brushed. It's been three weeks, (laughs) Gurino. Three weeks. I'm already getting brushed. The Hello Sports pizzle me all the time. Now I'm getting pizzled by Gurino. Still waiting for my first uh, costume from you. The Hello Sports (laughs) thing to get a different a different denim every week. (laughs) Oh, I've actually painted like I pushed myself into a corner now because people are going to expect fucking costumes every week. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah. Look, I think. Best case, if we've got the money, put it in reserve grade or even local league. See how it goes. If it's good and we're not stopping the game too much and the, the speed is still there, great. But I, I think that is it is this really that big of an issue? Not in my opinion. I don't think it is. Um, now, oh, uh, no. So this is pure rumour alert, guys. Pure rumour alert. Uh, so this has no... There could be no... This could be no basis in fact. No basis in fact. Um, but... But when these stories start coming out, a manager or a club or someone with a vested interest in a result is usually putting these stories out. They go to a journal. So, for example, we'll just say the manager is in this case. I'm not saying that we know that is true because we don't. But, like, if a, player's got, if a manager's got a player on less than he's worth and he wants to get more money, all of a sudden you might see articles about the fact that a player is un, a bit of unrest or he may not re-sign with a certain club just to get the club that he's at to either offer more money or get a new contract. Anyway, rumours are that Reese Walsh wants to end up at the Broncos or the Dolphins sooner rather than later. Speak to me, speak to me. Yeah, look, this one makes complete sense to me. I hope the Warriors do keep Reese Walsh. Um, they've done a sensational job with him, but I mean... 
the reality is the Warriors have been based in South Queensland for the last two years. That's where Reese Walsh is from. It's also where the Broncos and the Dolphins are from. I just, you know, Peter O'Sullivan was the guy that got him from the Broncos to the Warriors. He's now the recruitment manager. And Gus was there too. And Gus was there too. Um, yeah, so it, I, this one doesn't overly surprise me. I think for the Dolphins, he would be a great one or six. I think for Brisbane, he'd be an unreal one or six there too. Um, I know this, and this comes back to, and I know people in the comments sort of think that we overplayed a little bit, but mate, tell me living in South Queensland and then having to move back to New Zealand with the travel, with everything, it's going to play a role. And I, I have no doubt these Warriors players are well aware of it. Yep. And I have no doubt it's something that Peter O'Sullivan will be mentioning to these guys too. So, mm. yeah, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm not confident he's going to be at the Warriors long term. And the, the, the tough thing is, is like <clears throat> he can get a massive offer from the Broncos or Redcliffe. It's not like it's not like Broncos are killing it and they're in the top six. So it's kind of like, look, Reese, if you want to come back, here's your 500 grand deal, come back. Uh, or the Dolphins, obviously, they're not in the top six. And the Warriors are also in this weird position where they're not flush for cash either you know like it's not like they've got a million to to get him and if you're reese to go okay do i want to say the warriors where you know maybe they make the eight in the next couple years sj is probably in his last two years of footy uh let's say the warriors offered him a million a year but red clip or broncos broncos offer him seven uh dolphins offer him eight i think that's a a fair amount of, of where you'd probably get him i think so yep is it worth living in New Zealand away from, you know, your... I know, I know that his heritage is, is New Zealand, but he actually had never been there before, before signing with the, the Warriors. Uh, RTS is also gone. Are you willing to take a 200 grand pay cut to stay in Queensland? Either, either you know, even the Titans is a, another option. You know, I know, I don't know where you'd fit him, but um, Broncos or Dolphins that absolutely could use him. Imagine a Reynolds-Walsh partnership. No, it'd be lethal. Oof. It would be. And, I mean, as much as the Dolphins haven't signed their marquee guys yet, like, you just look at that pack, you look at the coach, you know mm. they're going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, I Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I, location matters, coaching matters. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if you'd put Nathan Brown ahead of Kevin Walters or either way, but you fucking bet your dick you're putting Wayne Bennett ahead of both of them. You know what's crazy is, Matt, remember on the podcast uh, last year when Nathan Brown would come out and say, like, he came out. I think he came out and said, and apologies if I'm wrong. He said he wasn't ready for Origin yet. Like he said all these little things where I'm like, bro, like that's your star player. Like you don't need to say that publicly. I know that it's probably what you feel, but these are all the little things that you've got to massage. You know, and and there's even like whispers. Well, not whispers, but there was a feeling out of Newcastle that that he struggled with like Kalen and that. Um, did that did surprise you, get... you that Nathan Brown said that? That's Nathan Brown. That's always been Nathan Brown. But like you got to you got to grow and improve as a coach. Yeah, but uh, I mean, and that's more so the reason. If I'm Reese Walsh, I am looking elsewhere. Yeah. I... Did you get the feeling too that him and Kalen just didn't see? see yeah, him? yeah, for sure. Not, yeah. not that they had an issue, but it wasn't like you know fully clicking the way yeah. that maybe it should have. But yeah, that that is also like apart from when Nathan Brown was over in England, did well over there. That has sort of been the reality. Mm. Um, from the outside looking in, we're not inside the camp. Absolutely so, not. But um, I do, I do remember specifically speaking about this podcast. He came out and it was, it was just 
it wasn't like he, he, you know, bagged the kid or whatever, but it was like, it's, un, it's an unnecessary headline that Reese has to read because his mates are going to send him and be like, yeah. bro, like, what's, what's this about? And like, that's the handling of your young superstars. It's such a delicate balance. And so like to just add, just add something else to it. It's like, it was unnecessary. Like, what did, what did Brownie gain from saying that? Nothing, nothing at all. Like literally, he could say that to him privately. And do you know what I mean? And yeah. get, you know, the same effect that he wanted of keeping him grounded. But the public nature of it, it's like, and, and I just wonder whether, you know, does that go into Reese's, as a young kid, you're so sensitive. You're so sensitive. And if you, have you got a quote there, Maddie? So the headline that uh, was generated was Nathan Brown warns against Reece, picking Reese Walsh of State of Origin. And the actual quote is, that would be a big ass throwing a young fella, an 18-year-old who played half a dozen games into a must-win game at Suncorp. But you know, everyone's got to make their debut at some stage. It's just like a, it's an unnecessary, like as, an, as a sensitive young, and as you, like I was sensitive, everyone is sensitive as an 18-year-old. Like you, it means so much to you. And so when you read that, you're like, brah, like, back me. <laughs> well, especially, I imagine it would be even more confusing for Reese Walsh because three weeks earlier he said, I'm going to move our best player out of position for you. Yeah. I back you enough to move our best player, probably the franchise has ever had, to wing. One of New Zealand's greatest I don't think you're ready for that next step. Yeah. It's just a, it's a bizarre, it's, it's very Nathan Brown. Though. Actually, it actually gets worse. He goes, it's not in anyone's best interest to put an 18-year-old kid in State of Origin that's played five Games of footy. I won't, I won't make that decision. It's certainly not in anyone's best interest to have Reese at 18 State of Origin, I don't believe. No one's asking you to make that decision, Nathan. That's Who does that help? Yeah, it doesn't. How does that help anyone? Like, why do, why do the public need to know that? Like, if that's your opinion, as a grown man, you, like, no, I take that back, not as a grown man, but I guess as a professional growing in your role, I for, for, surely you get to a position where you know what the media are going to do with that. And you know how that sounds. Yep. I just, that, that to me was a real moment in time for me where I, I, I don't know Reese that well. I mean, you know, we've spoken a few times or whatever, and I'm a massive, massive fan of him. But I, I okay, I'll just put myself in that position. If my coach came out and said that, I'd, it wouldn't like sting me to the core where I couldn't play or whatever. But I'm like, damn, bro, like, back us in. Yeah. Like, back us in. There is nothing but positives for Nathan Brown to get out of Reese Walsh going and spending three weeks with the best players in the world. Yeah, I just. I just didn't understand. I didn't understand it. So I, I wonder whether... Imagine putting him next to Billy Slater for three weeks, smack in the middle of last season. Oh, bro. Like how handy would that have been? Imagine him down at the Storm getting taught by Billy Slater. It's just... Cameron Smith, Thurston, all these guys. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. All those um, guys would have been in Queensland camp for three weeks for him to learn off. Yeah. It's just it's bizarre. How many fringe players come back from origin and play better? Look at Stefano. I didn't think Stefano was up to first grade in round 10. And he was By round 16, I thought he was the best front rower yeah. in the competition at that point. He was incredible. Interesting. So, so this is a quote from the, the Daily Telegraph. The 19-year-old is yet to seek an official release, but multiple sources have said the prize fullback is feeling uneasy at the Warriors and it is inevitable that Walsh and his family will return. Um, then it says... Oh, what does it say? It's, um... Preseason has been hard for New Zealand Warriors, especially Walsh, who has been pushed with the club knowing he is a significant factor in their success, success this season. Again, that would be confusing for Walsh because it was like, you know, what, eight months ago, I'm an 18-year-old that shouldn't be in, and now all of a sudden I'm a club leader. Um, so we, obviously we don't know for sure whether this is, this is just a manager agitating to get an upgrade. And if that's the case, 
you know, that's a shit go, but I guess that's the way that's the way the world God, the shoe fits though. And it seems like when you hear when I, we talk about that quote, yeah. and then then asking a lot of him because now RTS is gone, I can see a, a world where that is the case. You know, the other thing I would argue is that you know we've said for a few weeks, Sean Johnson is going to be amazing for Reese Walsh. Yeah. Is there a moment where Sean Johnson says, "I was 19 once. Yeah. I was the guy the Warriors were going to build around for 10 years. I left for two years and I became a better player than I ever have." Mm. And he was pushed out as well. Yeah, I, yeah. They publicly announced they, wouldn't, they weren't re-signing him without even speaking to him. Like, and so, if you have Sean looking at a young superstar, um, yeah, very interesting. Again, to be extremely clear, this is all just rumour and speculation. Yeah. Um, we, we, do, we do not know the case. Reese could absolutely be loving the Warriors and he could upgrade his... Con- now, t- and to be also as well, he is contracted till 2023. So, you will absolutely... You know, unless there is... Truth to this, you'll see him until at least 2023. He's got a player option in 2024. Um, I don't think the Warriors need to worry yet. I don't think that if you're a Warriors fan, you need to be concerned yet. I think give it 10 rounds or at least five rounds and just see what he's like playing. And if he's high energy, loving his footy, then I think that we could put to bed like this kind of idea that he's he's not happy. Do you think the Warriors fans need to, to worry? Oh, I do a little bit. Okay. But because a few of these stories have come out now. A few of these stories have come out and, yeah, I, I, I've said it to you before. I, I'm worried that when New Zealand, when the Warriors do go back to New Zealand, that there might be a few homesick fellas. Yep. That's my only worry. But that's just my opinion. That's just me... Speculating. Speculating. There's yeah. no fact behind that. I just, Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, I agree. It's, um, it's, it's really interesting. Really interesting because the Warriors have done so well to get him. Like, they... On, a, on the flip side, from a club's perspective... They can sit there to Reese and be like, mate, the Broncos weren't even going to give you a crack. We moved our best player, one of the greatest New Zealand's ever seen, to accommodate and give you a shot. You know, maybe repay a bit of faith from us. Uh, and you know what? That would probably be a fair call if the Warriors yeah. said that. That'd yeah. be a fair call because they did give him a chance uh, and they did really risk their season dramatically. Like, I, I still don't believe they should have moved RTS. Like, I still believe they should have kept him there. Um, but they risked their chance, like a, they just risked so much by moving RTS to, to put Reese in the side. That's a lot of loyalty from a club. A heap. Yep. Like, so, so the argument, and I would agree it, that it's a fair shout for the Warriors to be like, to lean on that and be like, mate, we gave you this crack. Broncos didn't want a bar of it. They kept telling you you're not ready when you clearly were ready. Uh, you know, Dolphins are a new club. Who's been loyal to you? We've been loyal to you. Uh, so I think that is in the Warriors' favour. But, yeah, the, the fact that he's going to have to move to New Zealand eventually and it's probably going to coincide when he is basically free, like, yeah, free to talk. So, wait, he'll essentially have to move. Wow. So, okay, so November rolls, November 1 rolls around this year. Yeah. He becomes free to sign with someone else, correct? Because it's yeah, 2023 it with a player option. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, it's, it's, yes. Is that right? 
So he's signed till 2023 with the Warriors? Yeah. November 1st, 2022, you can start talking to other clubs, correct? Yeah, I think so. I think that's the case. You're right. There's a player yeah. option for 24. Yeah, so the player option okay. is his option. So that so around November one, when he has to make the move to New Zealand. Well, you got to. I'm assuming they're going to be back in New Zealand by round twelve or round thirteen. Mm. So he's gonna he's gonna have a taste of flying back and forth. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, Interesting time. I'm nervous about if it. If I'm if I'm Warriors, I'm trying to lock him up now. Yeah. Like I'm trying to make take that option, or he's an upgrade for another three or four years or three years, um, because. You don't want to start negotiations when he moves over there. You want to do it while he's happy, he's still in Queensland, loving the boys. Even if they have a, like a good three, four game start, oh man, I'm going straight in there with a, with a decent offer. Well, that's the other thing. Reese Walsh, you know, and as silly as it sounds, you can probably <clears> talk more about it. He doesn't know what their gym's like. He doesn't know what their week to week is like when they're back in New Zealand. He doesn't know what the weather's like. The weather's like, what it's like to get on the plane and fly, th- you know, was it three, four hours or something? It's not too bad. Not too bad. The, the travel the travel is only tough because of you've got to be at the airport earlier. It goes from half a day of travel to a whole day of travel. Day. Well, that plays a role. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it does. Uh, it's it's a good club though. Like as a club, like the the, the back office and everything, it's yeah. a really good club. Like when I went there, on field obviously wasn't working. At home, at home was my biggest issue was the relationship I was in. That's what fucked me up. Um, but the head office was fantastic. Yeah. It was such a family vibe. Like... Even more so, like Broncos was very like elite and professional and like, not to say the Warriors weren't, but you could tell that it was two different cultures. Like Warriors culture was very family orientated. It suited the kind of Kiwi culture. Very, yeah, yeah, it was just family orientated. That's all, that's the best way I can describe it. So he may love it. Like he he Mm. may go over there and go, this is great. Um, It probably sounds like I'm being negative on New Zealand, but it's just the reality that it is a long way away. Oh, man. It's just the reality of the I think Auckland is one of the most beautiful cities you can go to. It's not not about that. It's about that's not home. Yeah. Just like we see some Kiwis come to Australia and they're living on the Gold Coast and they want to go home. And you're like, it's the Gold Coast. Yeah. Beautiful. But that's home. Home is home. And you know what, Garino? Home is where where the heart is. You think of that, Matt? You reckon home is, home is where the heart is? Uh, Have you told your missus that? I did tell my missus that. You're a bad say. boyfriend. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought you were about to uh, do your home is where the heart is. <laughs> I tell my missus that every night. Every night. Oh. After she abuses me and says that I'm not worth her time. <laughs> um, now So look I, I really do hope Reese yeah. Comes back to the Broncos <laughs> As a Broncos fan I hope he comes back to Broncos As a general NRL fan I hope he stays at the Warriors Because I think there are other players That can be stars for Redcliffe Whereas like Warriors It'd be very hard for them To find another superstar yeah, Like Reese Walsh yeah. Very hard Especially so for, as SJ is coming to the end Absolutely So like And, and also like if they start going well and he's their fullback, he can become a Kiwi icon. Like, they're begging to get behind someone. Um, he's young, he's good-looking, he's, he's flashy, he does the highlight reel. Imagine how big he could get in New Zealand. Yeah, massive. Like, and, they, and they, the one thing about Kiwi fans is if when they're on, they love you. Like, they adore you. I remember I went there um, the year after, so 2008, they went really well. I mm-hmm. think they, like, got to maybe the prelim, but they went in the final. They were in the finals, I'm pretty sure. And so they were all on board. Like the whole Kiwis fans were on board. It was so on board that our trial match 
got a bigger crowd than the rugby union round one match. Wow. Like our trial matches were massive. Um, so that's the one thing about Kiwi fans. When, when you're going well, they'll get fully, fully behind you. When you're going bad, I'll let you know they'll get behind it. you in a different way. <laughs> they'll get behind you, get out of our country, Kempi, you're a bum. They'll, get, they'll be doing this, please, please leave, please leave. Um, no, but they're very like, they're passionate. They're very passionate. Well, it's a big opportunity too because they haven't seen rugby league in two years. Yep, absolutely. Whereas, like, you look at the Broncos fans, they're, they're loyal. Like, you know, we, we're winning wooden spoons and we still have the highest average crowd. Yep. Newcastle fans, perfect example. They're loyal as shit. Damn, they've seen some dark days in the last decade. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope he stays for rugby league's sake. But in saying that, I can understand if he wants to get a big deal at the Dolphins or, or the Broncos. Um, now, on to... Oh, this was... So, we saw this on Channel 9, I think it was, and, and you were down at the game? Yeah, mascot oval. Um, Rad Fittler's son, Zach. Now, Zach's last name is Fittler also. Mm, Zachary Fittler. <laughs> Funny that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he was very impressive. I, um, I had a look at the 9 clip after. I would argue he actually looks bigger in real life. Bro, he looks massive. He looks heaps bigger in real life. He's I'm telling 15. You. Well, he's young for that age too. He yeah. looked like an NRL player size. Mate, he, yeah, I was saying to the bloke next to me, he looked like Brad Fittler with Andrew Johns' ass. Wow. His legs were just so strong. I think he, he, he dropped one or two balls, but outside of that, mate, he was he, he was running like Boyd Cordner on the edge wow. and he was talking a lot too, which I loved. So he's a back rower. Back rower, yeah. He was playing <laughs> on the right edge, so... There was a couple of times where, where Parramatta had a few sets like right on their line, and he was he was only about twenty meters away from me, and you could hear every word he was saying, wow. which I, I absolutely love. And like Fittler is like one of the greatest leaders our game's ever seen. Mate, the way that he walks is very freddy, and How it's very, it, it was surreal to to sort of watch it. Uh, but yeah, he was very impressive. He's a beast. I couldn't believe how big he was. I'm telling you, wait till you see him in real. He looks so much bigger in real life than on TV. Like, when, when I saw it on TV, I sort of went, is that the right guy? Like, he looks heaps bigger. In wow. Was he just trucking nut, busting tackles and that? Yeah, he was. He, but, like, it was or his first game. just footy. So, it was just, like, he, he was sort of finding his way into it. Um, it, was, it was a tough game of footy, too. But he, he did, mate, like... When, when you look at all the guys on the field, mm. he looked like the most ready guy for that competition. He was the youngest guy on the field. Wow. So what Very age group was it? It's under 16s and he's 15. And it's his first game too. Far out. I mean, looking at his physique and just the way he was moving, I was just If, like, if you picked the best player out of the 34 physique-wise, he shits in <sighs> and he was the youngest. And it was his first game. And he played the full game. He didn't have a spell. He didn't have a break. Um, and that Parramatta side, as per usual with Parramatta sides, they were good. Mm. They were solid. Man, and with Freddie Fittler's like mind and genes, like I wonder, I wonder if he's going to keep growing. Surely not. There was a moment where he was at first marker, and the dummy half scooted. And when the dummy half scooted, the fullback sort of came inside him. Yeah. And he threw a dummy, and he just put his arms out like that. Mm. And just for a second, like, you were like, he's going to tackle both of these guys if he wants. Yeah. And the dummy half held it, and he absolutely crunched him. <laughs> Like, absolutely ate him. Yep. Put him back behind the ruck. It was... Yep. Yeah. So it, it was very impressive. He, he, he did drop a, um, a, a few balls in contact, but that's going to happen. Uh, but first he was very back. impressive. That, oh, mate, first game. Honestly, very impressive. you can have your best front rowers in the comp in NRL trials dropping balls. It's more looking at how does he move? How does he read the game? What does he... Can you feel his presence on the field? And that was something that everyone that plays with Freddie Fittler says is like, 
it was like, don't get me wrong, his skill set was incredible, but it was his presence. He had this amazing ability to just be this larger than life character that everyone got behind. And it looked like the, the footage I saw, I was like, what? This has a presence, big boy, moving really well, looks professional almost. Um, yeah, really interested to see how that develops. 15 years old. Yeah, scary. I, like, I, I was looking at him going, because next year he'll be in the same competition. You, you can just tell he's going to be the best forward in that comp next yeah. year. He's well, I'll probably just, play him up. Yeah, but it's a big jump, though, to under-19s. He's big, big enough. Jump. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got the potential, too. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Imagine that bloke year. with another 12 months of footy. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. He's never played rep. Like He, he would have played rep footy, but he's never played that level Harold Matthews before. Oh, so he's one yeah. game in with kids that are a year older than him that he's never played. Like... Like, and, uh, you know, it, it probably doesn't sound as big as what people think, but he's 15 barking mm. orders at 16-year-olds. Oh, that's him. massive. In and in that game. Roosters side, most of them played last year. So most of wow. these guys have already got 20 reps in Harold Matz. He's day one. And you could hear every word he was saying. Far out. That's impressive, man. Can't wait. I can't wait. And you know Freddie's going to have him in the right mindset. You know, yeah. he's not going to get ahead of himself. Um, wow, how it's interesting. Freddie's birthday too that day. Oh, was it? Yeah. Imagine seeing a young Freddie... Rolling out NRL in that Roosters jersey. Oh, I mean, Penrith fans will say, get him out of the Penrith, but... It was actually, there was... Brad Fittler's son was the edge back rower. Brad Arthur's son was the hooker for Parramatta. Oh, no way. Will Penasini's little brother was playing on the wing, so there was a, there was a couple of names. Family affair. Yeah. Family Jack affair. Jack Cleary made his debut in the Harold Matts too. Nathan's yeah. little brother. <clears throat> How'd he go? I, I didn't see it personally. It was out there, but um, there's, there's a couple of names getting around at the moment. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 